Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now here's your host, Richard Carthon. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. I want to give a quick shout out to all of our content producers out there. If you're a person that is passionate about creating content around cryptocurrency, blockchain, fintech, and just helping people understand everything that's going on in this space, then I'm talking to you. We would love if you would become a Cryptocurrent contributor. If you go to our website, we have a form that you can fill out so you can start to share some of the amazing content that you are creating with our audience. So please sign up today and we look forward to working with you soon. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent, your host here, Richard Carthon. And today we got a very special one for you. So if you joined us at the end of 2021, you know that uh, me and my amazing uh, COO over here, Stephen Miller, who's joining us on today's episode, and even uh, Chris Conoros, who was joined us as well for some special um, calls for this upcoming year. It's time to revisit that. So what better? Then to, to bring Steve on with me and to revisit some of those calls that we made, some of those predictions, and to see where they kind of landed and to see where we're headed now that we're basically halfway through the year of 2022. So um, I'm excited to unpack this. Steve, um, I know that you've been doing a lot of digging and pulling up a lot of this information. Um, I'm excited to see how this all panned out. Yeah, I'm excited to show you because honestly, I think you're going to be surprised by some of it, but I appreciate you bringing me on so we can do this. Um, I think we're going to do these reviews um, almost uh, trimesterly. So we're going to do this every four months and we're going to see how we do. Um, but we've also got some revisions by the end of it. So let's jump into it. Yeah, Let's do it. All right. So we have some very interesting predictions here. Why don't you uh, just roll them back for us? Yeah. And of course, uh, we are doing this for the podcast. But if you are not yet joining us on YouTube. You can see all of our amazing, beautiful visuals, um, a lot of them that uh, Stephen helped prepare. So make sure you go check us out over on YouTube, subscribe over there, and check us out on our other social channels while you're at it. So anyway, our bold predictions um, that we had were, I called uh, a $100 Cosmos by the end of 2023, uh, or by 2023, so by the end of this year. Stephen called Solana's going to crash to $1,350. Um, and then it's going to go to 250 um, after a blow off top. And then we had Chris who called a $200 Helium by uh, the end of this year. So just to clarify for you, I called Solana crashing to $13.50 following the blow off top where I was saying it was going to go to 250 at the blow off top. So I'm, t- I'm saying 250 then down to 13.50. Now, the interesting thing on, the, on these calls is... I personally say that we just all are kind of washed right now. There's no way yeah. to know because we're not far along. So um, that's what we have on this one. If you're following along on YouTube um, or you want to know what we're doing over on YouTube, this is just going to be marked yellow for we got to see how this one plays out. It's almost our hodl. So let's jump into the next set of predictions. This was our trending narratives category. So Richard called yield farming will surge during DeFi winter in early 2022. 
I called ZK Rollups will become Ethereum's scaling solution of choice and DAOs will become the new VCs. And Chris said Solana will replace Ethereum as the preferred platform for NFTs. You're going to disagree with me, I think. Definitely on like, disagreeing. On, on a couple of these, but I marked this as you did not have yours come true. <laughs> the reason I'm going to push back on yield farming surging is that we did see a lot of, you know, instead of yield farming, I probably should have just said DeFi um, and APYs because uh, that's probably what I was mostly headed for. And I think when we play it back, that's what I was pretty much going for. But yield farming itself, uh, maybe not didn't surge, but uh, did APY and, and people moving their money into more of these DeFi protocols? I would argue yes, but as it's written here, I, I see your point. So no is, is, is the answer right now. Yeah. So if you actually take a trip over to DeFi Llama, which again is one of the really great platforms that tracks the total value locked into DeFi, really recommend that you go check that out online. It does show that it's been a, a constant decline for DeFi funds in terms of like how much has been locked into the market since the beginning of the year. So worth going and looking up. That's why I marked it red. I didn't mark it red for just like personal opinion reasons, just so that you know. In my case, I said from my prediction on this one, we have to wait and see for this. This was not a call that I was going to say was going to happen quickly, but I still think that we're on pace to see it. Whereas with Chris's call, I'm saying we're on pace to see that come like out of fruition. I don't see it happening um, just based on the way that things have trended so far. So I marked it orange. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, but I don't personally see Solana replacing Ethereum for the uh, preferred NFT platform. Uh, yeah, but we'll have to see on that one. I don't, I don't see it happening either. Yeah, for now, verdict is out. Let's jump into the next category. The end so, is nigh. The end is nigh. So I called that the bull market will peak January 2022. Uh, Steve called that ETH 2.0 and XRP verdicts will trigger blow off top. Well, the blow off top, meaning when the market was going to crash down. And then Chris made the prediction that Cardano will crash below 50 cents following the blow off top. So how did we turn out? So Steve would like to say that the bull market, the, the, my call uh, uh, didn't happen. But if you look at the top of the market, it was in January. Yes, did it keep going down? Yes, it did. However, if you look at the peak, the peak of the year so far, when, when did that happen, Steve? It happened in January. So I would argue that I was right so far. And my argument is really simple. You can't have a peak if it's just consistently going down. <laughs> we, saw, we saw the bull cycle peak back in November, November 5th to be precise. And ever since then, it's just constantly been going down. So right now in 2022, we don't have any peak to be referring to. That's why I push back on that one. On the other hand, I think both of the things that Chris and I have said just need to continue to develop. Now, in our next set of slides, we are going to get into our revised outlooks. I will go ahead and tell you that there are a couple things that I've commented on in here that I believe we need to revise just to give further clarity so that you can call me out on them the next time we have this review. Uh, because I think that we need just more uh, clarity around these predictions. But in our final set of bold predictions for 2022, um, what was your prediction? My prediction was that institutions will move investments into crypto from the from like traditional finance uh, into crypto um, around the before the third interest rate begins to uh, taper. So before the third interest rate got kicked into gear, what was yours? 
I said the second half of 2022 will mark the beginning of a huge wave of decentralized M&A. And then Chris said, TikTok will give creators tools to turn content into NFTs by partnering with an NFT leader. Now, this was an interesting one. This is the first category where you and I are currently on pace to be correct. Now, Chris definitely needs to have like some more time to let this one incubate. But the reason why I see both of ours currently on pace is pretty interesting. It's actually pretty current. Like since Bitcoin 2022, there have been a number of different commentaries about institutions moving into DeFi or moving their traditional finance investments into crypto. You've had moves by Goldman Sachs. You've had moves by Merrill Lynch, Fidelity, and even the likes of Michael Saylor, who just recently came out and said, like in the last two days, he's going to start staking some of his Bitcoin. And that's a massive narrative shift for him. He's been very against um, getting any type of yield on his crypto. So I think it's interesting that we're starting to see this happen right now. But just in the past week, we saw the Fed come out with their second tapering update of the year. So I say that you're on pace for that. I think with the mine, we're already starting to see some of this M&A happen. We saw a lot of it happen already in NFTs. We saw um, the folks over at Yuga Labs acquire both CryptoPunks and MeBits. And I believe they also acquired Autoglyphs. And I think we're going to just continue to see that happen. We're going to see the, the mass partnering of projects as the economy kind of takes a backward step here shortly. So we'll have to see how that develops. But Richard, I want you to play back for us what your revised outlook is for 2022. What do you think um, people need to be aware of when it comes to your calls or your new calls for the rest of the year? Yep. So my revised outlook for 2022, um, I have Cosmos. Uh, instead of it going to $100, I think uh, $75 is a better target. Um, it's it increased all the way up to I think at one point thirty two to thirty four dollars somewhere in there, and it's come all the way back down to I think eighteen seventeen dollars. And as more money flows back into the market, I see it get back to its um, highs and, and potentially keep tracking up as you have more things being built on it. So I still think that's a really good ecosystem. Instead of hundred, I see it going to seventy five. Um, my next is that the next bull cycle. It's going to come in June or July. So we're in the month of May right now. And I think that um, now that we've had Q1 in the books, we've had the regular markets kind of have to do all their reports to see how they're doing. And we have interest rates about to increase. You're going to see more money. People are going to start holding more cash. They're going to want to find ways to diversify and to find good buying opportunities and uh, to start May, we see, we saw Bitcoin go all the way down to like thirty seven thousand. We saw Ethereum start to go down. We saw a lot of the money. Uh, we saw a lot of really good buying opportunities in the market. And we're already starting to see it go up as of the time of this recording. It's already starting to go up. Um, so I think that in the next two months, we're really start to see the start of the next bull cycle. Um, and then finally, uh, new Bitcoin all time high by the end of this year, meaning we're going to get to $70,000 plus Bitcoin, which then translates to, I think we're going to get to a $2.5 trillion overall market cap. So those are my adjusted um, outlooks for the rest of the year. Hey, everyone. Just wanted to let you know about all of the amazing content that we're making for you exclusively over on YouTube. You can stay connected to crypto's top stories and trending topics with the Aftershock. Every Wednesday, join Cryptocurrent Steve Miller and myself 
for a brand new discussion on what's going on in the wild world of Web3. If you want to learn more about cryptocurrency and blockchain, but don't know where to start, Crypto Decrypted will cover everything from basics and fundamental analysis to the advanced concepts of technical analysis. Join Chris K every Thursday exclusively on YouTube to get this content. Finally, if you want to take a deeper dive into the world of NFTs and learn more about all the latest and greatest and what's happening in that space while capturing alpha, join Steven on NFT Thursdays exclusively on Twitter Spaces on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We hope you're enjoying our content. And if you're enjoying it, please like, subscribe, share, and leave comments so that we can continue to give you the content to keep you cryptocurrent. I'm interested by a couple of those that you chose. I, I happen to agree with you on your second one about the next bull cycle coming in June or July. Um, granted, that that is very contrary to the rest of the market. I don't think we have a lot of people of our peers and colleagues out in the marketplace that would agree with us that we see the next bull cycle starting up in June or July. But I do think that you're right. Because I think that there's enough market catalysts right now that can start to turn it around, meaning like money coming over from traditional finance, people losing faith in the current economic system and banking system. I believe in that. The Cosmos call, I think, is an interesting one because while I agree with you that interoperability is the future, uh, it's a really bullish call to say Cosmos to $75 when the battle has almost like not even had an opportunity to heat up between them, Polkadot, and Layer Zero. So I'm I'm curious how that one forms, but I think that you're right as well on the third. I think Bitcoin all-time high by 2023 sounds pretty reasonable. Uh, but that's also because I don't believe that we're in a market that is um, traditional anymore. I think we're operating in microcycles now. So we can discuss that on a later episode. But as you were asking, here are some of my takes on revised outlook for 2022. And I know you're going to hate one of them. So. You heard earlier, I said that ZK rollups were going to become ETH scaling the solution of choice. I actually now believe that both ZK and optimistic rollups are going to end up together becoming the scaling solutions of choice on the Ethereum network, as well as still DAOs becoming the new VCs. Slight adjustment there. Let's move on to the next one. I think this is the one that you're going to hate. I personally believe that we're going to see Solana fall out of the top 10 coins by market cap. Um, before the end of this year. Now, they may retake the top 10 as well by the end of the year. But the reason I say it is they've had so many performance issues across the last five months that I have to imagine that some of these investors are starting to get a little bit like shaky in terms of the technology. We can't keep seeing this type of slowdown from what some bots engaging on a network. Like that's not reasonable. They don't have the amount of traffic right now to the point where bots should be taking the network down because they slam one specific protocol. It just doesn't track to me. My last one is this. I'm, I kind of alluded to, I believe in the microcycle theory. And that's that across the year, we're going to see certain little bull patterns form in different segments. And that's what's going to carry us and start to stabilize crypto in the long term. I personally see there being two more NFT bull cycles before the end of 2022. So that's really specific to NFTs. I see us having one more pump probably into July because we're going to see a little bit of a pump at the end of June to kind of carry us out of a little bit of a dip that we're in right now. That's the first. And I think we're going to take probably a two-month 
hiatus before we get into the holidays and we're going to start to see a second pump. So that is my revised outlook for 2022. What do you think of those calls? Man, so, you know, with the ZK optimistic rollups and that becoming the scaling solution, I still think that's a good call. I think that ETH 2.0 needs to get figured out sooner than later. Uh, we, we covered this the other day on Aftershock, but, you know, when the other side, uh, Yuga Labs, other side lands came out and people were spending six grand in ETH fees just to make a purchase that the ETH time is limited if they can't figure out ETH 2.0 because that people aren't going to continue to accept that as being okay. So if I, I'm optimistic that ZK Rolls can also help with, with that. So I think that's a good call. And DAOs becoming the new VCs. Uh, they're they're going to become the new LLCs, I think. So I, I don't know if I'd agree that DAOs becoming the new VCs. I think VCs will do it in that way. Um, I think another way to kind of spin it is that it will be the like new standard LLC, the new way that people establish like business entities, if you will, in the decentralized world. Um, so a lot of falling out. You know, I don't know that I disagree with it potentially falling out of the top 10, but like staying out of the top 10, no shot. Like Solana is going to continue to be a top 10 coin, uh, especially while E2.0 is still trying to get figured out. Solana ain't going nowhere no time soon. Look, all I'm saying is that right now Solana is at the seventh position in terms of overall market cap. And behind it right now are Terra, Cardano, Avalanche, Dogecoin, Polkadot, Polygon, Near Protocol, and Cosmos and Chainlink. I see, I see all of those as contenders to start stepping up. And frankly, I think Chainlink has been disrespected for far too long and people are going to start to realize the value of that in very short order. Because I think Chainlink 2.0 is scheduled to come out midsummer, So we'll see. I just see a lot of the liquidity coming out of it, at least in the, in, in the short term. Though I do agree, I think that there's going to be something that pulls it back in once they you know, eventually get to launch their mainnet. So... I, I suppose time will tell, um, but those are our revised outlooks and a quick reflection on our predictions for 2022. Um, so that's how we play it back. But what do you think of um, what we covered today? Do we need to chat about anything else in particular? No, I think this, we're going to keep this one short and sweet. The main thing here is that uh, not only are we going to keep ourselves accountable, but we want to let y'all know that, hey... You know, we're looking at these things, things adjust, and we need to be able to reflect on things that are being called out. A lot of people make a ton of different types of predictions, and then they never go back and reflect on them. Because if you make 100 different predictions and one of them come true, does that mean you're right all the time? No. And of course, we want to try to highlight those. We want to just find a way to like show you that, one, we want to give you perspectives to think about and that how quickly the market can shift and that you need to be able to adjust your perspectives um, as the market is adapting as well. And so I think, like Steve said, a quarterly review of what's going on is a, is a good way to approach this. Um, waiting an entire year might be a little too old, but um, it was good to you know, check in and see what's going on and, and adjust some of our future predictions. But what do you think about that, Steve? Honestly, I think that it's always healthy to review you know, what your investor's thesis is. And I think that a lot of our predictions were based on our own individual theses. So while Chris can be wrong about a lot of what he says, and that's just me, you know, kind of negging Chris, I think that we all have the ability to take inventory and adjust. 
And that's not just if you are a host on this show or a co-host on this show. That is kind of my call to everybody out there to take a second, look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, do I still believe in what I put down on paper as my actual investor's thesis, my strategy for investing in this market? Because right now, the rest of the markets in the world do not look good. That's just the truth. So we have to be super cognizant of that if we want to be making money and we want to be um, continuing to invest in this world that we believe is going to thrive into the future. So that's kind of my final word on it, Rich. But the last thing I do want to say is we have some amazing new programming coming up. Um, and I want to make sure that everybody is super, super aware of it. Richard, what do we have coming up in terms of um, the show and also um, on our editorial schedule? Do you have anything in particular that you would like to highlight? I'm just highlighting that we are continuing to put out a lot of new great content. I'm going to probably start doing a lot of a lot of short form content of newest updates that are going on just to see um, what y'all think about that kind of information. We have a lot of editorial coming out of uh, new and amazing ways that you could be learning about the newest buzz phrases and words in the world of crypto. And we go in a little bit deeper into them so you can understand what's happening. And um, several other things. Uh, but I will just tease those for now. Awesome. Well, we also have these Twitter spaces that we've been doing the last couple of weeks. I want you to make sure that you're aware that we're doing those 7 p.m. Eastern time on Twitter. Just make sure you're following the Cryptocurrent Twitter account. and You'll get notified every single time we're about to go live with that. We've had some great conversations there. Also, um, just this past Friday, we had Avery Akineni on the show from Vayner NFT. If you've not yet listened to that podcast episode, I strongly recommend it. She's one of the top minds in the NFT space. Great interview. Love doing it. And then last but not least, we need to wish a big congratulations to Mr. Richard Carthon because this is officially his first episode as a full-time crypto man. So I'm stoked for you. dude. Congratulations. Um, this is the first of many big moments to come for you in the world of crypto. Absolutely. Uh, appreciate everyone doing the support all through the years. But a lot of great things on the horizon and, and excited to get this kicked off and on the road. But Steve, thank you so much for joining me today. It was fun to unpack this. We'll have to do this again sometime, I'm sure. And of course, for everyone listening, stay Cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from jbauer underscore crypto. Amazing podcast for both beginners in the crypto world or if you are a seasoned veteran. Learn so much from this podcast and Richard's awesome questions. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. We would like to give a special shout out to our moon sponsor, Acacia Digital. Acacia invests in partners with early stage blockchain companies who are solving complex problems in large markets. Acacia partners with projects that have established technology and communities. 
Acacia supports public projects exhibiting strong momentum and capacity to grow into large markets. Acacia also directly participates in limited releases such as NFTs tied to unique experiences, access, or products. For more information, go to acaciadigital.io. Again, that's acaciadigital.io. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.